Jump into it. So, hey everybody, welcome to Chaos Ever. I'm your host, uh, Jonathan Gilchrist. That guy over there is one with the Force, and his name is DJ Madman. I am one with the Force, and the Force is one with everyone. Good Rogue One reference. <laughs> so, today we're going to do something. It's it's a little bit different because we've never tried this before. There's going to be one episode where we're going to watch actually three episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars and talk about them. So we're watching season six, episodes eleven through thirteen. So the end of the season six, and um, yeah, if you want to watch along, we'll you know make sure you sync up with us. But um, we're doing all three together because they're one arc, and so we're going to talk about the overall story of the three episodes. Do we need to give any background? I know sometimes there's little like summaries, but I forget if if this is this mm-hmm. one that they do a little summary in the get go of like what's happening or people people need to know. Yeah, um, as far as like the um, what's been going on, because the show itself kind of is disjointed, it's not really important. But basically, this was supposed to be, and it served as the series finale before Netflix brought it back. So it literally um, ties up the Clone Wars in a way. Not, not as completely as it does when you get to Season 7, but it does tie up the Clone Wars in a very important way where it kind of explains how Yoda learned to become a, a force ghost. Yes. Like, it makes more, it makes the, actually the earlier movies make slightly more sense. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely, um, it, it explains it in detail and yeah, so that's what it's about. It's so where we are in the timeline is basically Palpatine's very much on the verge of executing his master plan, and um, this is how Yoda sort learns the techniques that, in a really real way, kind of help the Jedi win uh, the war. But we'll get into all that after we've actually, as we're watching the episodes. I don't want to go into too much detail at the moment. Yep, you did good. Um, yeah, so we're gonna start season six, episode eleven, and um, I've got it all set up. Are you good to go? Yep. All right, and we're gonna hit play in three, two, one, play. Dun, 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 Clone Wars. Musical symbols. Star Wars so, theme in case people didn't know. Yep. I do like that there's always little quotes <laughs> to kind of like fit stuff in. Have you been watching um, The Bad Batch, the new show on? Yes, Disney I'm World? current. So I love the fact that, that ep- I haven't watched all the episodes that are out yet. But I watched the first few of them. And I love the fact that the first episode starts off exactly like an episode of the Clone Wars because it starts in the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. but then it's completely different because the Clone Wars are older. I just I wanted to point out that I really like that detail. Or so. the same thing too. Spoiler alert, but not is this three-part series we're about to watch is something that Rebels was then able to do in a lot more depth, kind of because of I think because of this little thing that we're watching. Right. Yeah, this this does close a really good plot hole or big plot hole 
in the Star Wars universe, but it does leave one open that I don't think has officially been explained since the um, Disney buyout mm-hmm. is how Anakin becomes a Force ghost. Yeah, yeah, they're working on that. There, yeah, there was an old, there was an explanation which I'll, I can talk about later um, in like what they call the Legends, which is the old school um, Jedi thing. Yeah, my dad, when I was a kid, because like none of this was explained, he told me that when Yoda died, that's just how Jedi died. They just disappeared because he had no idea that it was unusual that Yoda could become a Force ghost and so could Obi-Wan. Well, that's uh, another thing like that this show does very, very well is like it gives a lot more depth to a lot more characters and understanding the Jedi like culture, council, all that stuff. Yeah. So it makes a lot more of like these brash decisions or like people were like, oh, that's controversial for that. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, well, it kind of does once you understand, you know, the the culture, the, the understanding, their morality. Yeah. So what you should really understand about the Jedi at this point and why this is important is that the Jedi at this point, when you die, they do believe you become one with the force but you do not retain your consciousness. You just become part of the energy of the Force. So, And they don't believe there's no way that you can retain your consciousness. So the fact that Yoda's hearing Qui-Gon Jinn's voice is making him nervous that he's going crazy. Because that Look, look at Obi-Wan with those two side pieces. <laughs> I, and you know what I love about Star Wars a lot with our Star Trek too is I know there's an entire backstory about that one... Um, alien that was with the two uh, other Jedi who have, I know they have backstories. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I know that well, is kind of a backstory somewhere. <laughs> yeah, basically the Jedi are like uh, Mace and Obi-Wan are just talking about how they think Yoda might be going crazy. <laughs> Which or, is well, and also too... He's like one of the best, he's the best Jedi ever. Yeah. But, and they are, they're, they're all sensing that something is going on with the Force. They can't identify what it is, but like they know something big is coming or like something's just not right, but they can't determine it. And almost everyone, really, even like to what Count Dooku has that whole mm-hmm. feeling. Like he knows something was wrong or right. something is changing, but he can't identify what it is. All right, sorry if you hear some noises. I'll try to keep it quiet, but I'm drinking a milkshake while we're watching this. Oh, so, no. I hate you. Milkshakes are the greatest thing on earth. I mean, it's pretty good. It's a cheesecake Oreo milkshake from Sonic, so. Oh, I, I, well, yeah. <laughs> I was going to um, drink a beer, but now. Uh. But this episode, and this episode, and, um, and the rise, or not the, the, um, yeah, the rise of Skywalker, like, yeah, the last one, it kind of, like these two things reframe the entire uh, Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. and basically an argument, a philosophical argument between the Jedi and the Sith on how to cheat death, like the two opposites, the two ways that they find to do it. That's all the Sith and Palpatine are concerned with, and the Jedi find a way. I think Yoda says this. He finds a way that the Sith would never even fathom as possible because that's not how they think. Mm-hmm. I also so. think there's this show too, but like that tree, like the symbolism of it, like they never really explain it, but like, it's definitely mm-hmm. something like Yoda always, always like traditionally, like it reminds me of a 
Kung Fu Panda because like the main also wise character is always like pondering by a tree. Yeah. Also, because the tree, if it represents the Jedi is losing leaves as you see mm-hmm. it there, which is important. It kind of reminds me of something from Knights of the Old Republic, the video game. Um, in the second one, when a lot of most of the Jedi have been killed, they talk about the Room of a Thousand Fountains, which is in the Jedi Temple, and it's basically when all the Jedi die, the fountains go silent because of all the dead Jedi. Hmm. So it's sort of the same symbolism, but that's from Legends, so it's not technically canon anymore. But yeah, the Jedi are just trying to sense something. They're trying to basically confirm whether Qui-Gon is there or not. But you got to imagine, that's a pretty powerful circle right there. Yeah. Actually, like the episode, when I decided to do an episode of the Clone Wars, I really considered there's an episode in the first season, which is the first one where we see Yoda, and he's with three clones. And the difference in his personality between that episode and these is like night and day because you can just see how much the war tires him mm-hmm. and how he becomes pessimistic. I think that's something that if you watch the show, you kind of get, but it kind of, it's very quickly mentioned in the movies that the Jedi, because of the dark side, have lost their ability to perceive the future, which is very important to how Palpatine is able to grab control because he's basically able to blind the Jedi from everything he's doing through the Force. Mm-hmm. It also shows you, without knowing anything about his background, how powerful a uh, Force wielder company would have to be to blind the entire Jedi Order. I also like how we see a, an x-ray of Zoda's of Yoda's skull, because like especially in a biological sense, we don't really see the makeup of a lot of like the creatures and cultures and stuff. We just kind of assume, oh, that's sort of like their skeleton. Yeah. And actually, that reminded me, as far as like blinding the Jedi, this is just something that I think is really Again, this really helps a lot of the movies when people say, oh, this, these are stupid, is the, the background that they give you. The whole reason for the war is part of how uh, Palpatine's able to blind the Jedi. Because mm-hmm. the Jedi, when they're around death and suffering, they it basically clogs up their ability to see through the Force. It, it makes it so they can't balance themselves and Wait. connect with the Force right. So that's why he created the war. Yep, that's and that's what, why they do a really good job with like kind of the degradation of Anakin. Is like the more people he kills, the more you know, unlike Jedi, he becomes. Right. You know, which gave presence to memes and things, which are entertaining in a very dark sense. All right. Now this, I was like, what? You're going to submerse you in force water. Yep. Yoda looks so adorable. Maybe not as baby Yoda, but I think that's the most adorable Yoda ever looked right there. And then I will say, some of my favorite Jedi side characters are in this too, because like Plo Koon is probably one of my favorite little in-betweens that they could, that they developed pretty well. Yeah. 
And it makes and watching this series makes the um, episode three that much more sad because then you know the backstory of a lot mm-hmm. of the Jedi's get murdered. Or like you know when people entered the four, like where 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 are all the Jedi? Like oh they were all useless. No, like some of them were pretty good at stuff. Yeah. I want to be submerged in force water. So basically what they're doing, if you're not watching along, is they're a sensory him deprivation tank. Coma. Yeah. They're basically putting him in a coma so that he can commune with the, the force as close as possible without being dead. <laughs> but you're talking to me. I was like, no, this is not the way, but I'm glad that you're here, so I'm going to tell you the right things to do. Right. I also, like, I liked this episode because it gives you a reason why he ends up on Dagobah of all places. It's because he already knew it was strong in the forest and it was a place that he could learn a lot while he was in exile. It's funny that he has to wake up to wake up. <laughs> to go to sleep to wake up. That's how dreams work. I like how that's pretty much like a Star Wars, also kind of that Western, like the everyone's like old friend, like old compadre that I used to battle with thousands of years ago. It's good to mm-hmm. see you. I think um, I'm, glad, I'm glad that the doctor is not like full doctor. Right. It's a Jedi doctor. Yeah, so this also explains the difference between the um there's two types of the force. There's the living force and the cosmic force. And I honestly I know I've read about it, but it's hard to for me to like give a real definition of it. Other than the cosmic force has to do with the dead. Um, people that have passed on and the living force is created by the actual life of the universe. Other than that, I don't know more about it offhand. I do like, too, I think it's like the spirit of the force is more wild. Like, the Jedi after a while becomes so concentrated that like, oh, we must, we must. And it's like everyone who learns is like, no, there is no must. You must try, like, you know, right. trust your instincts in a way and, like, go do, like, kind of crazy things that make no sense. Right. Escape? <laughs> it's also, obviously, it's just good writing, but it is very funny that Anakin's the one he calls Anakin. Escape. <laughs> well, see, again, that's another thing that goes back to like, you know, when people are like, oh, he wasn't, you know, he was bad all the time. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that makes Anakin collectively helpful or beneficial, but yeah. not good in the Jedi, like, you know, Jedi Council's eyes. Some fresh air. Yeah. No, we can't let you breathe, bro. 
No, I um like I saw something the other day that really made me stop and think because I just never thought about it that way. The really important part of um, Revenge of the Sith, as far as Anakin goes, is that by the time you get to the point where he's about to turn or go to the to Palpatine's office, everybody that he could depend on has been taken away. The problem is that he's alone. Like Ahsoka. Well, yeah, that's where the Sith, that's how the Sith work. Yeah. But it's just, I never thought about it like that before. That, um, like, yeah, that he was completely isolated by that point. That's just so classic course, good and evil, bro. Yeah. Not just good storytelling. Just, yeah. There goes Yoda on the ship. I like how it's already, like, it's Anakin's fault. Not like, you know, the strongest, most wisest Jedi wasn't able to outsmart Anakin. Right. I mean, after 900 years, Yoda should get the enough leeway to do whatever he wants at this point. This has nothing to do with this particular episode, but I thought it was funny. After Baby Yoda like showed that he likes to eat frogs and stuff, um, that basically, if Yoda's the same species, which we know he is, basically means that Yoda was the apex predator of Dagobah because <laughs> he ate everything in that swamp. So I thought that was a funny, like, Thought that you know isn't really mentioned, but yeah, he yeah just you never see any. You never see Yoda eat. He drinks a cup of a cup, I think. Yeah, well, he was a puppet, but he was making that soup out of whatever it was. An R two, R two could have his own freaking arc, man. The thing, the shit he's seen. He does have his own arc. A few, a few times where we just follow R two. No, but like there could be literally an R two D two like comic book. I don't think they've done that yet. Although the Marvel comic books about Star Wars are really really good. Mm-hmm. Ones about Darth Vader, especially. I I got the Marvel app just so I could read those. No, everything's fine. I'm just a voice in your head. Yeah. Follow the lights. This is something that they definitely do in Rebels quite a bit. That's true. I like Rebels' use of the um, the middle ground with the uh, I forget what his name is, Batu or something like that. He's the he's like the gray Jedi. He's supposed to be in the middle of the dark and the light, and he helps um, Kanan a lot. Okay, yeah, I can't remember. But that's another mm-hmm. cool thing, obviously, that this thing brings up. The fact that there's, like, the two, the daughter, the son, the planets thing. Yeah, that's the, that was the other one I really thought about watching was the, um, I think it's called the Mortis arc. Which, if if this turns out well, which I think it already is, I think at some point we'll watch those, because those are really good, too. The Cosmic Force. So yeah, basically what we're finding out is that Qui-Gon had training to survive after death, but he didn't get to complete his training, so he can never show himself physically. 
plus like my cute question here is Qui-Gon so is Qui-Gon like how, how come he had training and Yoda didn't know about it like who trained Qui-Gon we're going to find that out as we go along but yeah basically Qui-Gon was the first Jedi ever to discover this and it's part of the reason that and they've actually confirmed this if Qui-Gon had lived in the first movie and he had trained Anakin Anakin wouldn't have fallen Anakin, into the dark yeah I remember yeah. that whole past thread. Because Qui-Gon is just, he's a different type of Jedi, which is part of the reason that he had this training. Yeah, and then Obi-Wan basically had his own faults where his like human side basically didn't help Anakin or uh, yeah. complement well, Anakin's doubts. or like the At fact the end of the day, whole... Obi-Wan's a really, he's a really great Jedi, but he's very strict to the Jedi Order, and Anakin needed a teacher that knew how to be more free mm-hmm. and help Anakin understand his emotions and mm-hmm. deal with them correctly. Got some badness happening. Snow White is walking through the forest and the trees are trying to kill her. Well, this is obviously a callback to Empire because this is the same cave that Yo- or, uh, Luke goes into. Ah, uh, premonition stuff. Yeah. And here's Yoda seeing Sidious actually killing the Jedi. It's almost exactly like it happens in the movie. That was an interesting inclusion, by the way. They show Shakti, who's one of the Jedi Council. Mm-hmm. Um, they show her getting stabbed. That's actually a deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith, where she gets killed by Grievous. You never see it in the actual movie. Sure. If you watch the deleted scenes, it's in there. Plus, at some point, like, they do need, I mean, they could, but, like, the whole Star Wars origin, origin story, like, Master Sife, the, mm-hmm. the guy who created the clones, like, they could literally go back that far if they wanted to, but they probably won't do that until we're dead. I think, you mean, like, Sifo-Dyas? And, like, his yeah. backstory and I'm who trained him? I'm sure, but I'm, I think this, this series actually addresses that. But not like, like these in like a Mandalorian kind of like origin story way. Oh, going back and do it, yeah, yeah. Like they'll 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 talk about what happened, but yeah, they don't really like you don't get to see obviously the story unfold. But yeah, you could do that. Or why he created the clones and all that other stuff. Yeah, I um, I can't actually wait till the new Kenobi show comes out. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. I just want to see more Mandalorians, but obviously, yes. <laughs> well, with Kenobi, he's got to be on Mandalore, so, you know, because that's one thing that yeah. they address much clearer that, like, helped between is Obi-Wan had, like, a bunch of love interests, even though, you know, Jedis aren't supposed to. And that's why right. he's a little softer with the whole Anakin Padme stuff, because he's like, ah, oh, well, I was there once, twice. So... That was something that, um, again, another deleted scene that I heard, like the dialogue of that never got in. There's a scene where Obi Wan goes in Revenge of the Sith to talk to Padme, and he talks to Padme. He says that he knew about them, but he chose, like, they both chose not to speak about it because it made Anakin happy. 
I'm like, that's a really good scene. I wish that would have actually been in the movie. Yep. All right, so Qui-Gon is explaining stuff, and he's using the word consciousness over and over because when... Oh, no. I can't think of He's basically telling Yoda where to go to learn what he learned about keeping his consciousness alive after death. And the idea is that by doing this, the Jedi will be able to defeat the Sith in a way. In the most Jedi way possible. Pretty much. We must use a weapon that is literally just love. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, again, it's not explained. That's the end of this episode. It's not explained anywhere in this or anywhere else yet. But in the old, like, legends in a book, there was a explanation of how Vader gets to be a Force ghost. And basically, when Vader dies, Obi-Wan goes to him in the Force mm-hmm. and saves his consciousness in that moment. And that's how you get Vader's Force ghost. That's, that's no longer true. They haven't really given us a reason. And it's really the only plot hole left about Force ghosts, if you, like, pay attention to these episodes. Are we just so, going to roll through? Like, yep, I think just... We'll just... All right, cool. Unless you need a break, I think we can just nope. move on to episode 12. Death is just the beginning. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to go to episode 12, which is called Destiny. And then I'm going to... Uh, I got I to rewind it back to the beginning of this episode because I watched it at some point. Okay. All right, so we're going we're gonna, to um, re-sync up. So go back to the beginning of the episode. And then I'll do the compound just like we normally do. I'm at zero. Okay. All right. And yeah, if you want to keep along with us, you're going to hit zero and hit play in three, two, oh, one, one. I'm sorry. My finger was happy. It was trigger happy. Okay. We're going to try that one more time. Three, two, one, play. Orchestra uh, music. Uh, yeah, I do love for the Bad Batch, you know, like for Netflix and stuff, like you can do like the skip the intro. Like it's the most you don't need to skip this intro that there could be. And there's still a little like, hey, do you not want to watch this? <laughs> Having some deja vu here. Oh, wait. Yeah, this is just them recapping. So this is also, again, it's another thing that's kind of. Um, lost over in the movies is they figure out pretty late that the Sith had something to do with the clones. Mm-hmm. It's, it's addressed a lot more in the earlier episodes of this where like they figure that out but they choose to not kill anybody because they don't think that the the Sith know that they know. They don't realize that Palpatine is the Sith so he knows what they know and they know everything. Like when they go to uh Oh no! When they go to um, uh, Kandahar, when they go to the clone making place that I can't think of the word, why didn't they ask like, "Hey, did you ever put anything like different or any you know special requests from the makers?" Like, no one asks about anything kind of like an inhibitor chip. Wouldn't you think that'd be something that like, "Hey, is there any way that like they might not trust you, or there's some kind of additional programming made?" So the the reason that's given in the Clone Wars that shows here is Camino. that Camino, yep. So the reason's given is basically that 
um, Count Dooku contacts them as a Jedi, and he basically tricks the Kaminoans into thinking that it's there at the request of the Jedi in case there's ever any bad Jedi. So the Kaminoans think these Jedi are really weird to be so paranoid about each other, and they just never mention it because they think it's all part of the plan for the Jedi. Only later do they realize that it was like all part of the plan of the Sith. You're basically telling me I have to rewatch this series again. Yes, yeah, so you definitely should rewatch the series because it's awesome. But yeah, it is yeah. awesome, but it's like the most time-consuming. Like watching Futurama <laughs> from beginning to start was enough. This is going to be yeah. a whole other world because this this yeah. show it's... took me years to watch through. Especially it's you know how like or my pace. That is the uh, reason behind it. That's the general reason behind. I don't know why, but I just I just like the way Yoda talks to R two D two. Yeah, like, I think he's the most of Jedi besides Anakin, the most like fair to non living creatures. Yeah, because even Obi Wan, he's nice to droids, but he does treat them more like tools. Mm-hmm. And you can obviously tell he doesn't get why Anakin is so attached to R two. You know, no parents stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. It's not hard to figure out, man. <laughs> but also, again, you got to remember that R2 has never had his memory wipe, so he remembers all this when he's hanging out with Luke years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you, like, the shit that, that he has seen. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, so- if R2, do, R2 has any mental morals, do you think... What does he think of the whole killing, all the slaughtering, all the younglings? He's like, you you did that? You killed a bunch of well, very, very little people? He didn't see that part. In fact, that's one of a really cool way to get around that. It's that on his memory thing, I think. Well, it's it's part of where he was because he wasn't there to see the younglings die. And then like when Anakin turns to the dark side and chokes Padme, he's not there. So basically for R2... In the last movie, he sees Anakin go away from the ship. He waits with the ship. And then the next thing he knows, Anakin just never comes back. He has no idea what mm-hmm. happened to Anakin. So he doesn't know until later, I'm assuming, that Anakin and Darth Vader are the same person. So that's, yeah, because a lot of people will say that that's a plot hole. But that's the reasoning. that He, he never left the ship, so he never saw any of that. So he doesn't know what happened. But back to Yoda, learning about the yep. Force. There's a female voice asking about stuff. Uh, the Dragon Ball. <laughs> so this is the thing. These creatures, because this is the cool thing they address, like, this is the closest thing to, you know, like, the Jedi, like, knights that, like, they show with the armor mm-hmm. and stuff? That's the closest thing I've ever seen to anything like that. But they also remind me of some other anime show. Oh yeah, the um, I don't I know which one you're talking about. You know, I can't the famous think of Avatar thing. Yeah, no, you're right. They definitely do look like the uh, Guardians, but that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. The guys in yellow. Wait, maybe I think it's mentioned in the TV show. That's one of my favorite things: is that the head Inquisitor in Rebels mm-hmm. was a Guardian. Yep. Plus, it kind of begs a question. So, because there's these things like we're in like a week, a, a pre, 
prehistoric like were, were these like spirits always around like or like you know what i mean like or like the two brothers and sisters like the sith and the jedi right. like has that existed for eons just under different names by different kind of cultures and yeah as far as these ones go i don't know the brother sister and father are an actual physical species mm-hmm. that like can die it just takes a really long time these pe- these creatures i don't know if they're just manifestations of the force so i don't even know what they are they don't they don't really explain them other than they obviously know how to keep life alive after death in the force so i like how some of those have expressions but yeah. there's one that does not have an expression right the main one is the one that's sort of like um expressionless motionless yeah. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much of it too is like the unknown, the less you, it is very like Zen, or going back to like Asian culture, tradition, the East and stuff is like the less you understand and dwell on it, the more things are could be available to you to tap into if you need them right not to like i keep diving into it but i just keep coming up with them another fan theory i've recently heard that i really enjoy is that part of the reason that luke and um all the jedis after the clone wars are so powerful is because palpatine has killed off all the jedi so there's more of a, a larger share of the force for those that are left to draw from. And yeah, so it makes it can tap into it more. Yeah. Which, I, again, that's, that's a fan theory, but it's a good one. There's nothing that says that's not right. Oh, yes, midi-chlorians. <laughs> I do love that the Mandalorian sort of went away from that by saying... Um, they call it the M count instead of saying midichlorians because so many Star Wars fans hate midichlorians. Well, I think it's also going back to the whole Empire thinking like sports stuff isn't really legit. They just want to, they, they don't respect it, but they want to use it as a power that they can harness. Right. So it's very more scientific of like, oh, there's this chemical that we could replicate and, you know, it makes people do some stuff that could make them better soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> they do a very good job of like always even kind of intentionally just making him like a playful old man right yeah no like I think him being tiny has always helped even going back to the initial like you know when Luke's like oh I brought me to train with this guy it's clearly not right. you and he's like uh yeah it's me, douchebag. Yeah, I think it's the same these same episodes where you kind of see like if Yoda had his fantasy, what what life would be like. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get to that a little bit, so I won't talk about more. But yeah, it kind of gives you the the um, the opposite of what reality was for Yoda and why he mm-hmm. um, had to 
how much the war affected him, basically, how much it made him do things he didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Right now, Yoda's going to basically another dark place where he's going to have to tackle something, obviously, you know, because look at him, it's all shadows and lightning and crap. Yeah, no, this is this is clearly all of the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that little, like, Smeagol-looking shadow. Yeah, Yoda is a Sith. is a terrifying idea. Uh, I mean, Sith Ghost Yoda would be the worst. Uh, let's see how Yoda does in a fight with him. Spoiler alert. So, this is basically, um, again, I like how they, they bring back the imagery. This is very much the fight in the cave with Luke and uh, the Darth Vader standing. Mm-hmm. So that sucks as a Jedi. Like, hey, just you being around violence gives you more potential to be bad. It's a fair point because, as much as like Yoda is like one of the probably the greatest Jedi, um, maybe Obi Wan, but definitely up there. <laughs> the uh, when the clone troopers come to kill him, he very quickly just chops off their head. <laughs> There's no injury, it's just completely dead. Quintessentially evil inside you is more dangerous than anything else. Right. You know, great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) What you're saying is Yoda's Spider Man. (laughs) And Uncle Ben. No, because Yoda didn't, you know, lazily kill his uncle because he wanted money to impress girls. Or, you know, giving, giving your fear and doubts power is what makes them strong. Right. But that's not the only lesson here. The main lesson is that it's a part of you and you have to accept that. Yep. Or as Bob Ross would say, you can't have the light without the dark. Well, I think that's the whole, the whole thing that, that, that all of Star Wars pays stays pretty true is like, either way there's balance. So even the problem is like, you can't have Jedi without Sith. And that's one right. of the things like this and Rebels addresses like, that struggle is actually a natural struggle. So like, it's not like you know, sometimes, like, for other things, when they paint good guys and bad guys, they're like, oh, like, there will, you know, there's an end to the bad guys. And this is like, no, 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 no. Spirit Force has conflict within itself, and it will not change. Right. Yeah, no, there's always dark and light, and if you think you've defeated the dark, it's just resting for a while. 
it gives a more human, like a, a, a more redemptive quality to, because I know like in a spiritual sense or in a moral sense or religious sense, when some people are like, oh, they're just evil. It's like, what, not just accountability, but like when you address something as is, it's like, no, it's not like they were just born that way or, you know, that right. is, there's more of the kind of nature versus nurture argument. Well, and, and that's something that you have to really dive deep to find these. But there are backstories to most of the bad guys in Star Wars that sort of show you how all, pretty much all of them have a good intention. Oh, yeah. Like Dooku was actually a pretty decent dude. Yeah, Dooku wanted to be... Dooku was a legit count, and he wanted to literally help the people of his home planet. But the problem is, in Star Wars, when you start using the dark side, even if you try to use it for good... It's always going to be corrupted and never turn out like you want it to. I mean, obviously, Anakin's the most clear and obvious trait, but pretty much every bad guy they've written that story for. And actually, I think they're starting, they're going to do a young Palpatine series, mm-hmm. which I'm sure will explore his backstory and what he's starting. I'm sure he'll have good intentions when he starts. Because at the moment, Palpatine's basically just a pure creature of evil, but. I, I'm sure they're going to get more nuanced background than that. Or he was a young senator or something. Yeah, I, so from what I've gathered, the official backstory is that um, his master was a banker in his like his other life. And Duke and uh, Sidious was actually like basically homeless. And he Not was just Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So, point being, she already, like, this is the last, so, like, she already left the Jedi Order, right? Yeah. So, I think um, that's the same thing, too, where Yoda's, like, one of the only ones that still, like, refers to her as, you know, like, the Padawan. Padawan. Like, he still considers her. And then, you know, later on in the series... She, he, you know, force ghosts himself to try to like manifest to say, like, no, you're still on the right path. I still trust you in the general sense of things. Right. Well, Soka, like by the end of Rebels, becomes the very embodiment of the light side of the force. Mm-hmm. Like they subtly, if, if you watch everything, they, they tell you that by uh, reference back to that other arc we were talking about where the pet of the sister, who's the embodiment of the light side of the force, an owl starts to follow Ahsoka around. So, which, when they do the live-action series, I'm going to be interested to see if they keep that up and if we see that owl again in that series. I don't, you didn't, I don't think it was in The Mandalorian. But we'll have to wait and see when she actually has her own show. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. This is the um, how Yoda wants the Jedi to be. Oh, right. Like a bunch of young ladies running around. It's bright day in the middle of the courtyard.
and Qui-Gon and Dooku are still alive. Well, Dooku's a good guy still, and Qui-Gon's alive. That's actually um, that's one of those moments where they tied something in from Legends into what's now canon. The Tenerat is a uh, a dark side creature that feeds on Jedi, that hunts them. And in the Knights of the Republic game, like you, you have to hunt them in the game, and they come live when the Sith sort of start causing trouble, like forty years before. So the fact that they threw them in there is a sign of like you know, one that that stuff really happened, and two that the dark side is growing. Because that's why that creature would be alive. Uh oh. Thanks for reminding me of that. I love how they they're all getting angry at him. Well, it's like Inception, like when the when the other people realize, like, oh, you're in a dream. Right. Everything's happy, but like once you say, "Hey, you're not real," then they're like, "Hey, we're gonna just." Completely ruin your day. I have to also point out, just because I love it, I love the fact that Dooku, um, his style of lightsaber is fencing. Mm -hmm. It just makes him look so classy. Well, I think that fits with his personality, the whole count thing. I think part of it's because, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Oh, Christopher Lee was actually a fencer mm-hmm. in real life. Here's a fun tie-in with real life. Go to the darkest okay, so there is. So, like I said, I don't think they ever tell you, but my guess would be that they, these creatures are a long dead species, and these are the ones that learned how to survive after um, death. Plus, to go back to the whole Jedi-Sith thing, like, it's kind of still always unfair how, like, Sith, through, you know, like, ruining millions of lives, found this cool, crazy technology, and the Jedi have to be like, well, in order to save all the stuff that they did, this is the only way that we can do is learn the technology that they kind of used. Or not technology, but, like, you know, technique or force right. or... Well. It's the exact, actually, it's the exact opposite of the Sith. Because, as you know, if you watch Rise of Skywalker, the way that Palpatine survives is by becoming a parasite almost, mm-hmm. where he basically wants to take over somebody else's body. And so, by that way, if he was successful, he would have lived forever. The Jedi way of living forever is to it's basically dying. accept death and right and learning how to live past it, and it's obviously a much stronger technique, even though it looks like the weaker of the two, when you, like, on the surface, if you're only caring about the physical world. So, yeah, that's that's that what I was talking about earlier with the whole 
difference between the two um, like ideologies and this is the real war of ideology between the Sith and the Jedi. We're going to pause and count down again. Yep, I'm getting to episode 13 and we'll count down our 3, 2, 1 and everything. And uh, Okay, so we're now moving on to episode, uh, season 6, episode 13, Sacrifice. And we're at zero. And we're going to hit play in 3, 2, 1, play. Orchestral fanfare playing. Orchestral. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but like oh, but like since we just went past it, um, you can definitely you can see the difference in Yoda in his ideal to what his life is actually is in the war, where he wants everything to be peace and just meditating at the Jedi Temple, and he's forced to lead troops and you know fight, you know, bad guys basically. So. Oh, that was another thing that I saw that I think, again, another thing that I don't know if it's official, but it seems pretty right to me. Um, the reason that the Clone Wars is swapped between clones and droids, it was because Palpatine was smart enough to realize that if he um, created a, another human or living army to go against the clones in the Republic, the Jedi wouldn't fight if they didn't want to kill living creatures. But you make them fight a droid army, they're much more likely to just go out there and you know fight. <laughs> I really I, I like that. I, again, don't know if that's official, but it seems right in line with everything else. So, and any deep nerds, by the way, I want to make sure you realize this is not Korriban, the Sith world that's constantly talked about in all the video games <laughs> and stuff. This is Moraban, which. May or may not have a pedigree, but it really just seems like they changed the first letter because yeah. they didn't want to go to this place that has all this history. So, but it looks exactly like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it, it's not, but it 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 is. I also classic. You know, if I don't come back, go tell them where I was. That's a I mean. That's a pretty good, uh, like you know, insurance policy. Yeah. I will say, Jedi music is cool. Sith music just has so much more like, hook behind it. Yeah. No, that's one of the like enduring things about Star Wars. The Instrumental scores through everything are just so... They add so much to every story. Mm-hmm. And I don't think all of it's John Williams, but he definitely... Oh, you know, no, no, he, didn't. he couldn't do everything, man. Trying to think what... Yeah, I just I saw a thing about him giving up a move. Oh, he decided not to compose um, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire so that he could do... I think it was episode three. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, which I thought was really cool. But also, John Williams never watches any movie that he worked on, so he's never seen any of the Star Wars movies. That is something that is mind-boggling. Like, I think that's true, like, humility. It's not really, like, reveling in your, you know, uh, your own uh, creation. 
I mean, it's a really cool like stance, but when you think about it, he has not seen a lot of good movies. Like he's never seen Jurassic Park. He's never seen um, E.T. I don't. I think he also did Indiana Jones. Like all these. Movies, yeah, no, he did a lot of music. They're such a cultural touchstone that he's never seen more than maybe watching a few scenes when they do like the orchestra of things, but never like paying attention to the story. I would guess. Oh, and Yoda being attacked by the Sith spirits. Yep, and they're trying to basically fear him into so that they get more power. And he's just kind of like, nah. Dooku's like, something's up. Yeah, this is a very important part, like, because it really very well ties into episode three and the overall strategy of the Sith. Because now the real Dooku has sensed that Yoda is on. the Sith homeworld. Which, again, is not the one that you think it is. No, not the one that you would have known if you played all the video games. But even, I mean, this could be the real Sith homeworld they, that they never mention. Because Corbin is actually just a graveyard world. It's not, even though it's treated as the homeworld, you find out later in those kind of games and it's actually not their home world. It's not. It's just on the edge of their old mm-hmm. empire. So I don't know if because there's like a there's a huge multiplayer um, online game that I never played that could have had this planet as like the home base. But I well, don't know. I think, if I think in the Clone Wars video game, Obi Wan has to go to Moraband. Yeah. Again, I. This is just, it's one of those blind spots that I don't know if how deep this goes. I don't have many blind spots when it comes to Star Wars because I've watched it for a lot of years and, you know, obsessed over it to a very big degree. But um, I do have a few still. I also like how the oldest Sith really does look like the embodiment of a samurai. Oh, yeah. And this is, of course, Dark Bane who created the rule of two. Yeah, because in the if you pay attention to the legends, the Sith were once very different. Where they basically did what the Jedi did. They had an academy. They trained multiple, you know, Padawans, and then it was, you know, if you could kill your master, you, you know, you progress. But um, multiple times they talk about in the stories that the Sith basically killed themselves to almost extinction, and that's why the rule two works because then it's only one. A master and apprentice. And if the apprentice can win, then he's ready to be the master and take his own apprentice. And if the master kills the apprentice, well, he wasn't worthy to be the apprentice. Time to go in the tomb. (laughs) But of course, Yoda's like, "Eh, I'm not impressed with you, you ghost. I feel like Yoda's just not impressed with anything. He's Mm kind of like, eh, been here, done that. You think they like somebody on Coruscant would have been like, wait a minute, that looks like Dooku's ship landing off in the industrial area. (laughs) 
So this is the other argument too. Because Yoda's gone is why they're like, hey, their strongest person, their strongest like Jedi is gone. We should attack now. Well, no, that's like not to give away too much of the episode. The the opportunity is because Yoda's where he is, mm-hmm. they have the opportunity to strike at Yoda. So you're you'll see it, but that's that's the opportunity. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jedi. Yeah. Ta-da. There's the dead ghost people from the last episode. I feel like there's a significance to why there's five. Maybe there are like five core emotions. And... I think that's something. I think that's correct. I don't know why my like my like philosophical like early historical stuff reading is coming into this. That was the whole point. I decided to do these. Eh? do this episode because I thought our philosophical historical stuff could really play nicely with Star Wars. Because yeah, after we're done with the episode then we're going to sit and we'll talk about them for a little bit too. So look forward to that. Yeah, no, and then he still has spirit guides. Like they're just warning him basically about what we just talked about. Yeah. Like, hey, it's going to feel like this is what you're looking for, but it's not. Or it's so completely different, but it's related. Is the whole Kylo Ren thing, like mm-hmm. the the Knights of Ren and all that stuff? Like they don't explain it in the movies at all, but it's a really yeah. cool like backstory with all the training and how they got there and how Kylo Ren became Kylo Ren. Like that's only like through comics and like learning on that stuff. So if they ever did that, yeah, that would also be no. Cool. That was that was something a lot of people got very disappointed with with the rise of Skywalker, which. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't hate it because I just. I don't. I'm very easy to please. But the rise of Skywalker was very, very rushed. Like it felt like they were just constantly just jamming in exposition. You know, about 200 miles an hour to get to the end. And the only way to make really good sense of it was with a lot of background knowledge that you really should not expect anybody that's not crazy like me to have. But you know, it is what it is. It, it was fine. I wasn't. It was disappointing. But I'm not like I'm not vitriol about it. I I don't hate it. Yeah. Again, I'll just keep watching and waiting for more Star Wars. I have the Mandalorians event. So I'm trying to think too. But like the what they're doing here also reminds me of two different things: mm-hmm. the sisters on the witch place. <laughs> Yep, death well, And then also, you know the crossover point where, oh no, what the hell's his name? The little kid in Rebels is going through training? Yeah, Ezra Bridger. Yeah, yeah Ezra. Because there's like a crossover point too where they're doing, they not they, but someone like that. Like they do the kind of the same thing where they're trying to like, while he's in training, hack into his training and like, corrupt him. Yeah. Well, so in Rebels, Sidious, not Sidious, Darth Maul basically um, gives him a Sith holocron, so Mm -hmm. that sort of opens Ezra up to dark side, you know, teachings. And you see him learn some techniques that he probably shouldn't be using as a Jedi. Um, But also, there's a ancient artifact that Sidious does 
Klein, who's Palpatine, if you don't know his dark side name, that basically lets him, well, potentially would let him mess with time if he had been allowed to use it, but Ezra was able to stop him from getting access to it. So. Oh, and this is um, right here. This is actually Cyphodius. This is the guy that ordered the clone troopers. And the Sith is always, again, goes to, goes back to the whole mystery is mystery. And Sith are like, no, we need to know everything. Basically, right. the Sith are anal. <laughs> so, like, if somebody has, like, ADHD, they're more prone to be a Sith. Or OCD, OCD. One thing that's interesting that never really gets discussed in great detail but Count Dooku told them, he told them that Sidious ran the, the Senate. He tells them in the second movie. Yep. He tells Obi-Wan, uh, uh, <laughs> the Sith Lord controls the Senate, and they just don't believe him because he's of, of the dark side. Mm-hmm. If they had believed him and watched City or watched Palpatine more closely, maybe they wouldn't have been destroyed. I feel like that's also a good trope that they always do is like the Sith underling always tries to do not good but like some kind of like help the jedi when they know that they're like forever screwed or they're gonna die right (laughs) it's either like last advantage or they're trying to like you know undo what they did right well because if you think about it from dooku's point of view because the ultimate goal is to defeat his master and the sith really don't care as far as like how that happens. Nope. You're just as much the winner if somebody else does it as if you do it. So he was probably hoping that the Jedi would take his hint and then take out Palpatine for him. But they don't and kill. And he would be the Sith Lord. Jedi don't kill people. Technically. Well, Mace Windu would have killed him. That's the whole point of Anakin cutting off his arm and throwing him out that window. So which, is kinda, Windu, which is really funny because like... Yeah. Je- Anakin had already killed a bunch of people that he didn't need to kill. Right. Well, it wasn't about Sidious. Uh, it was about Sidious. I forgot what is his name. The, the dude with many arms who's a pretty good like battle strategist. Why am I? Yeah, I'm going to blink. Nope, nope. He's like a bug oh, person. Nope, bug person. Not metal. Oh. I think it's the Bad Batch introduction episode. Oh, okay. He like chuckles like when he's like, mm, 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 mm. you yeah. don't do that. He's the same species as the um the guy that's in the diner in the second movie, right? Oh yeah, I believe so. Yeah, no, he's his episodes in the Clone Wars where yeah he basically turns to the dark side, uh, but isn't a Sith. He just gives up on the Jedi. Wait, maybe we're talking about different people here. Help Yoda see in a flash of the future. Here we go. So, again, as a way of like, I, I honestly I forget the whole plan here between the Sith, but the Sith have basically made Yoda believe that he's on Coruscant 
with the Jedi taking out Dooku and himself. And obviously, it's a trick, but I can't remember the like. I can't remember. Uh, the I want to say it's like the, the the thing too, where they're trying to get him to kill somebody. Maybe. I know it doesn't work overall, which is the point. But I forget what the like the. Yeah, because I think traditional like Yoda walks away from it. I think. Yeah. He's forced to make a decision that he knows is a trap. Yeah. So this is just um, uh assignment for everybody listening. It's because it's actually really cool. If you want to see something like really what if cool, uh, you should look up Darth Vader's light side armor. <sighs> because a while ago I saw this picture. It's like a concept art of this is what Anakin would have looked like if he had survived and returned to the light side. And it kind of, he still has to have cybernetic parts, but like his head is uncovered. It, it's really cool. It looks a lot like the uh, Jedi Temple Guardians, but also mixed with Darth Vader's armor. Yeah, I think this is it. Yep, right here. Because he's trying to do, force him to do two things: save the Padawan, fight me, and that fort, fight me, and win. <laughs> sort of like uh, Captain Kirk and uh, Captain Picard in Star Trek Generations. That one I wouldn't know. That's a very good movie. At some point, I'm going to watch it um, probably on our Monday show. I haven't decided when we're going to start doing that, but at some point, I'd like to occasionally throw in a Star Trek movie on those episodes. Yep, here we go. He would rather not see Anakin die than even fight Sidious. Okay, so yeah, ultimate, that was the, ultimate sacrifice. Yep. Right, and that was the point. If he had like let Anakin die, they would have basically um, corrupted Yoda almost to the point of like making him fall to the dark side. And now Palpatine's mad. But it's the classic Sith, Sith, where even when they didn't, the good guys didn't do what they wanted. They're like, "Ha, huh, you're weak." Right. And Yoda's like, "I'm gonna fall to my death." Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, the plan was basically to break Master Yoda, and because they couldn't, they knew that they had to keep the war going because they weren't ready to defeat the Jedi. Plus, I think this is like the final push for Sidious to be like, hey, I'm going to make Anakin my bitch. Yeah. Like, if he would have killed Yoda, then they'd be like, well, we don't need another person. But he's like, well, I need to have Dooku die. And the right. uh, best way for Dooku to die is for Anakin to become new Sith. And this, of course, also ties in. Now that he did that, he showed that he's willing to sacrifice himself. He's worthy of the training to live after death. 
And this ties into Revenge of the Sith, where Yoda tells Obi-Wan that he has to learn to commune with Qui-Gon Jinn so he can do the same thing. Which, again, by the way, the fact that it takes years upon years of training to do that, and Darth Vader just shows up a couple hours later, that's that is the hole that they have not oh, built. Oh, The other thing of this episode releases is it gives an explanation for some another Star Wars person to know that there's another Skywalker. Because really, right. the only one really that kind of ish knew that was Obi-Wan. Right. So now he knows... And that whole goes back to the balance of the force stuff. Right. And again, it's a very a very roundabout way, but it does give the Jedi the advantage they need over the Sith. Because even if the Sith are able to kill them, they can't destroy them. In the most Jedi way possible. The longest route, the most painful, the one that's not going <laughs> to help very quickly, but will ultimately be the... the the angle that they need. Yep. And this is like, I was okay with this as the ending uh, when this was the end of the Netflix part, but I really am glad that Disney Plus brought this back for one more season to wrap up the loose ends with Ahsoka and the actual, like, it literally at the end of the seventh it's happening at the exact same time as Revenge of the Sith. Like it's yep. it's on a parallel course with it. Oh, I just like too that they developed Maul like his character again still because yeah. his was a good character to explore more. And then the yeah. whole thing with Death Clock with Death Watch and him being part of Death Watch that makes more sense for the Dark Saber. Yep. But um yeah, so that's the end of the arc. Um look, a yeah. new flower. Now everybody that's watched us. Or watch this with us knows how course ghosts work. And so we all can become we can all overcome death. That's <laughs> what we were trying to tell you guys. If only. Um Yeah, no, I like oh, I crap. really gonna do... start episode seven. Nope. Nope. We're not gonna start... I don't need to start season seven. No, you have to go back to the beginning and like watch all the episodes. That's what we learned watching those <sighs> two episodes. Dang it, you're right. <laughs> Um, I'll do it years from now. Yeah, well, eventually. But um, yeah, no, I like I. I really glad. I think that went well. I really enjoyed going deep diving into it. I feel like doing this as a watch along. I think I've already pretty much said everything I wanted to say about the episodes. Like I think I poured in a lot of my deep dive fandom. Yeah, you um, did good. Yeah. So, is there anything else you want to add about the episodes before we? Uh, wrap it up. Uh, I do remember when I found out that like this was the finale. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I like about you know season seven ends with a little more like not hope, but like a little more like you know where this is kind of like oh, like <clears throat> there's this thing that Yoda found and that's the end. Like it was not like more kind of abrupt. Like right. the end of season seven has some more kind of wrap but also has, like, okay, you kind of know where the story is going, whereas this, like, you sort of know where the story is going. But, like, I guess part of me also, too, is, like, I wanted to see Order 66 and, uh, um, you know, some of the other things where it's just, like, oh, the Wookiees and... Right. Yeah, no, at the end of this episode, like, the Clone Wars, 
could go on another like few months, a few years. It's really it's very open ended. But by the end of the uh, season seven, like I said, it's parallel to Revenge of the Sith. Like you could watch the last few episodes of season seven and just basically treat it as extra scenes in Revenge of the Sith for the most part, and it would work. So it's it's very much nope. That's the end of the Clone Wars. It's finally over, and we'll move on to other stuff. So yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I did like this. I think we're going to do it again. Probably we're going to do the Mortis episodes because I think they're called Mortis. But the episodes that we were mentioning where there's a son, a daughter, and the Force because that is another good three-episode arc that um, explores some really deep... Um, As deep, a... Uh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. As a DJ Madman throw out there, though, because I'm one of those people that tries to do redemptions for things. Mm-hmm. This Clone Wars does a, a really good job at trying to redeem Jar Jar. So yeah. if there's one of the Jar Jar two or three part series ones that like, I'm thinking of the one where they're on that like thing and Amidala has to like give a speech or presentation. Um, right. There's actually two different things, but one of those arcs I want to cover because especially after like the new, well, not the new movies, ha ha ha, episode, uh, all the Anakin stuff. People yeah. are like, well, Jar Jar Binks was a throwaway character. It's terrible and whatever. I was like, this really does a really good job at trying to like give him some kind of retribution and right. like make him useful in like his kind of in a way like Yoda, Yoda but not like one right. of my favorite characters from Transformers is Grimlock. Right. Grimlock speaks stupid, is very brute, but is actually really smart, but it's right. not in a traditional intelligence. And right. that's really what Jar Jar does well. Yeah, and there's some crazy fan theories that I'm pretty much convinced are right about Jar- what Jar Jar was supposed to be mm-hmm. um, in the first movie, which I would love to talk about. So yeah, I will, we'll definitely look into that because they are some good episodes that, um, yeah, I I think this, uh, this show, especially because it's written by the same guys that do The Mandalorian. So there's oh, a and he also like literally got yeah. like the, 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 the reins to Star Wars now. Yeah, I think, yeah, he just did. I saw it the other day, which I can say is only going to be good for Star Wars going forward. So, if, if um, George Lucas gave him his blessing, I trust him at this point. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, just um, this has nothing to do with Star Wars per se, but if anybody out there has not been watching Loki, uh, I don't know if by the time we put this up, if it, that's already over, but if you didn't watch it, I've already only just seen the first episode. And as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to watch the second episode because it's fucking awesome. So there's a recommendation for you. Well, all this stuff is good. So there, I haven't <laughs> watched Loki yet, but like, yeah. uh, the 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 one that came out before WandaVision was very entertaining and cool. Yeah, I feel like we should do like one of those just because like the concept idea of like <laughs> parodying a like genre time frame they yeah. nailed that shit. Um, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I'm totally down for getting into Marvel stuff because I love Marvel. Um, actually, I'm I was a late comer to Marvel, but uh, ever since I've become very obsessed to it. So yeah, I'd be okay with that. But for right now, I think we can call tonight good. Um, I again, I know I'm going to put this up sometime in July because July is a big month. I'm doing a lot to make sure we have a lot of content, um, but I don't know when. So. 
check out on whatever Monday is coming up, a Star Trek episode. Other than that, I hope you're enjoying the show and enjoying all the bonus episodes. And uh, yeah, I do know for a fact, because we've already done it, July 30th, um, we are going to have the three of us together watching a Simpsons episode. And that was a lot of fun. So check that out. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the trio came back together. So yeah, it's, it's good to do bring back the things that already worked. Well, have a good night, everybody, and we'll see you later. Stay crazy out there.